And that's something that would definitely help do things. Wow! It's the League Nick Podcast. It's the League Podcast. Nick Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Leaguey McLeadface Potty McPodcast, the only podcast that dares answer the question, who was worse this week, me or Greg, for an audience <laughs> of no more than 11 people. Now, a little background. We, we were looking at the league report this morning, and I said this Sunday night, I whiffed horribly on my tight end, on my running back, on my linebacker, and on my defensive lineman, I had the least efficient roster. I left like 50 points on the board. It was it was more than that, Stephen. It says you were 69% efficient with your uh, with your setup. You left about 80, 80 points. Yes, nice. And then you left about 80 points on the on the table, I think. So I don't know if that subtracts the points that my players actually scored. So, like, if someone scores 30 and my guy scores 5, the differential is 25 points. Good question. Out on. So, I don't know about that. But um, regardless, it was not great. My team keeps finding uh, new and exciting ways to lose. <laughs> However, Greg was at 100% efficiency. Nice, he Greg. He played the best team he could. And not only lost, but had the lowest score of the week. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. You that, know, that's a, a hard pill to swallow. So, in your also, opinion, Rob, who did better this week? Well, I I think if you're just looking at it from a who scored the most points thing, I, I think you you did better. You know, I'm not going to lie, it doesn't feel great. No, no, you shouldn't be happy with 69% efficiency. Um, but I'll tell you this, like, uh, Greg, Greg put together the best lineup he could. I remember, like, he, uh, I think between him and Bryson, there were, what, 17 bi-week players? Is that right? Is that what we landed on? Yes, and I think that you know you do what you can on the bipocalypse. Yeah, and so he, it looks like he put together the best effort he could. That's a tough one. It's a very tough one. A tough pill to swallow. We'll be talking a little bit more about stuff like that uh, right now as we transition into the power rankings. The power rankings, I'm going to start with the bottom three teams because I think they form a pretty clear uh, tier three or four here. It is joshing around, I believe, has fallen to last place. Followed no. by... It's true. It's Gaston's going to pump that number back up. We can hope. There's a good gas pump joke there, but I'm not finding it. Pump the gas. Hot Chub Gosh Time around. Machine, uh, coached by Greg, Mr. Efficiency himself, uh, comes in in ninth place. The Absolute Zeros, my squad, hanging tough. We had one good week. That might be all we get. We're sitting there at eighth place right now. Aaron Rodgers owns you is sitting at seventh and kind of is in between a couple of these tiers. Uh, he has 24 points. I have 22. The next person above him is major competence at 26. So there's kind of um, a bubble could go either way. And given some of the injuries and the real NFL news with Devonta Adams and now 
Alan Lazard going on the COVID IR list, it I would predict he may be down here near the bottom with us starting next week. We'll see that, how that goes. That would be Cam, you're saying? Maybe yes. maybe down there? Okay, gotcha. He could very well be. Um, Andrew and Dan Duncan, Major Competence and the No Nickname Squad, respectively, continue to hang tight. And we just continue seeing Andrew putting up either really, really big Big weeks are really small weeks because he's he's around that 410, which means he's not even hitting league median, but he is uh, playing with the big boys, well, with the moderate-sized boys when it comes to total points for and to teams. Yep. Yeah, he's got a tough points against thing. Does he have the second most points against? It looks like it. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. That's Actually, tough he, for, he has the most points against. Yeah, you can tell because they got the little poopy icon next to them because that's how it feels. That's tough. Dan Duncan. Dan Duncan beat me this week. That was a tough one. His his whole team went off. Very, 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 very tough. I don't know. And I don't know if we can see that sustaining going forward. We'll have to see. We'll have to see, Dan. um, I do like that he has dropped the, like, Dan's sorry bunch or whatever because (laughs) he actually was the top scorer this week. Yep, and um, certainly is is uh, up there. His team's trending in the right direction. Last three weeks, zero points, three points, nine points. So if you can hold on to that, he'll be set. You set his lineup against me. That was tough. Make America great again, and the No Nickname Squad are both seven and seven. Yet in our uh, fancy football saber metrics here. <laughs> Make America Great Again has 36 more of these power ranking points than no nickname squad. Not 36 more. Eight more for a total of 36. um, And almost over 100 points more than no nickname squad. So there is a huge differential here. And then we get into the real players. Team Puppin Suds. 41 points. Uh, Dak at one with 46. And then Klein has, the maniac, has held firm atop both the power rankings and I believe the league. Uh, Bryson is nipping at his heels, though, with a total points differential of only about 20. So that that can go. um, There's room to catch up. We've got to all band together and make sure that both Bryson and Klein get taken down. I think that we can all agree that that's for the the good of the league. Um, I don't I don't like this this jump that they've made. Um, so I you know I, I'm open to ideas about how we we beat Bryson and Klein. I've started a hashtag. Did do hashtags work on Discord? I don't know. Sure. Sorry. Right. To, <laughs> they they both need to be put in their place. Okay. So you know, what is your hashtag? Beat Bryson and Klein. It's it's right there in the in the trash talk section. I so had, let's, let's get that I, trending. I had really hoped for a better hashtag. I'm not going to lie. Uh, give me time. We'll, okay, we, we'll get there. That's, that's one of the things that we can spitball while we're talking about how you. to beat them. I have faith in you. Uh, so that's the league as it stands now. I think that's a pretty good showing of the league. I think that there's a lot of room for Make America Great Again. I haven't looked at why they are the same. Seven and seven. They have put up um, eight win week, seven win week, three win week, nine win week, four win week, one win week, four win week. So not 
going the direction you want them to go, but I'm wondering if they had some tough matchups there along the way in the last two well, or three weeks. And so Ryan did lose Russ Wilson uh, on IR. Uh, I think that's the that's probably the big one. I think. Um, yeah, I, I thought for some reason he had Christian McCaffrey. That must be somebody else. But yeah, it looks like maybe that hurt a little bit. I think he's had some other injuries on his team, so we'll see. We'll see. Oh, you know, Kamara had some issues. I think Kamara's coming back in a strong way. You know, we'll see. He's been back a couple of weeks, and so they're probably kind of hitting that stride of actually doing better now. Yeah, you got Najee on the bench right now. So yeah, watch out for Ryan. His his team's going to come back. I I think so. I think we're going to see some bounce back there. You're just talking about uh, who is sitting where on people's benches, and the bye weeks do continue. So we're deep into the transaction action part of the season where we're not just making transactions hoping to improve our squads, but we're making them because we have to. And just a quick um, update. The league charter does say you must like make an effort to field a team. So if I see no changes, you can kind of get a knock against you. And if that continues for three weeks, we, we want active players. So we'll kick you out and uh, promote someone. And then if you want to, you can join back up um, as a co-owner with someone. However, Ooh. that does not mean that you're not allowed to tank. <laughs> because I just want to see moves being made. I'm not going to question your strategy. This is a dynasty league. If you want to tank mm-hmm. for the first pick, that is that that is your call. Um, I'm not saying that's my plan as the current last place in the league. <laughs> um, but that is that is an option. If you decide I'm going to take this loss, I'm just going to uh, you can do that. But who is making some moving and shaking? You pointed out uh, Bryson got Dearness Johnson for thirty dollars. I had the pleasure of playing Dearness Johnson in another league, and it was yeah, same. It was a uh, quite the Thursday night, filling in for both Nick Chubb as well as Kareem Hunt. Uh, that was an, I, I have him in another league as well. Let me ask you, Steven, since all three of us have him, where do you think the value is for Dearness Johnson going forward? Do you think? Uh, uh, obviously, Kareem Hunt is still out. Do you think he's a good, solid play until Kareem Hunt is back? Where are you leaning on Dearness? Are you going to keep him in your lineup? Or I'd is he staying? To, I'd have to look a little more at how he was used. I think if he was used in that pass-catching role, the Browns love to keep Nick Chubb fresh, and he may actually split more 50-50 or even 60-40 in Dearness' favor as they're working Chubb back from the injury. Um $30, I think that's great. And I think uh, for you and I, if Chubb comes back and the uh, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt owner does not have the other, so this is not a handcuff situation, mm. I'd try and trade the earnest to one of those. And this is a rare where you're trading a like third running back, but you can maybe even start a bidding war between the people with the first and second running backs. Because their skill sets are so different. And Dearness, it is um, a systems thing. Dearness Johnson was great. Uh, he is not at the talent level of Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. 
but you may see him get I don't think he's going to take away from both of them, but if it's just one of them, I think he's going to you're going to see um, him take on a little bit more of a role now that he's shown he can do that on his own. I would agree with you, but Greg, if you're listening, don't don't take any trades from Bryson on that one. I I don't want I don't want Bryson to get whoever you're going to trade him. So, don't do it. <laughs> Uh, Taylor Heineke is on the trade block. What? The future oh, of the NFL man. is on the trade block? How many players are the future of the NFL, Rob? Well, Taylor Heineke and, and Michael Carter are the ones that come to mind because they're so young and they're so good at their positions. They're starters. They're, they're young stallions. You know, like I can't believe both of them are on the trade block in a dynasty league. I would, you know, I would seriously consider them you know, if I was looking for either the quarterback or running back position. For my team. We know. <laughs> um, Greg gets Jared Goff in what was a competitive bidding war in a very rough bye week. Um, $15 and, bid. Yeah, a $15 bid. Um, it did not help Greg as much as he would have hoped. But he did pick him up. And we'll see. Goff is interesting. Yeah. Because he's had some good weeks, and he's had some really ugly weeks. You know, he's been I'm pulling up his players' stats now. Week one, he's putting up almost thirty-five points. Week two, twenty points, and then he's got you know nine at Baltimore, eighteen at Chicago, five at Minnesota, eight at Cincinnati, thirteen at the Rams. Uh, I wonder how much getting Dalvin Cook back will help with that and open up that play-action game. But he's not got a great schedule moving forward. So I think this was a uh, desperation by week fill-in, perhaps, because he's got Philadelphia, which which you like, and then Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Chicago, and then Minnesota again. Dalvin Cook, did you, mean, did you mean DeAndre Swift? Yes, I did. Okay, gotcha, cool. Yes, I was looking I at That's Minnesota and thought he must be their quarterback, but of course he is not. Kirk no, Cousins. I can't remember who has Dalvin Cook, but I think it's a pretty good team. I don't know. I heard he's the future of the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> um, lots of nickname updates going around. Um, some of them I understand. Some of them I don't. Has there been any nickname that you've just been like, okay, I don't know what's going on here. Um, I think perhaps the saddest while you look for that is Patragic Mahomes. <laughs> That's a good one. And that is um, just, man, what is going on there? They got to figure it out. I think it could be a weekend at Bernie's type situation. I liked Bryson's Mark Andrews name, Mandrews. That made me laugh. That yeah, was pretty Mandrews. good. Um, James Robinson is Spinna. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Nick Bosa is smaller bear. Um, why is why is Derwin James Pooh Bear? I I couldn't answer that for you. I I, I don't know. I'm flummoxed. It's a, it's a defensive player, so I don't care. <laughs> All right, your your last note here is who is Stephen picking up? Now is that your usual? Who am I picking up, and how much am I paying for them? Yeah, I just think it would be good for everyone to know when this audio drops. You know, whenever who you you're picking up on waiver wires tonight, and how much well, you're spending on them. That is a good point because they won't be able to do anything about. Yeah, it. How, well, however, if they joined the podcast, they would know. You know, so there's there's like an incentive. Who who are you picking up, Stephen? Mm-hmm. Um. 
I don't know. I honestly have not done that research. I was mainly today trying to figure out, can I field a full roster and <laughs> which player on my bench is going to score like 30 more points than they ever have before in their <laughs> life and stab me in the back. It's good that you have the breadth of options, you know? I, th- I think that's a good that's a good problem to have. I should go back to last year and just seeing how many times a defensive player went off on my bench as opposed to in my game because I don't think it skews in my favor very well. That's why you don't roster a bunch of defensive players, man. They, they're always going to score on the bench or on the waiver wire. Just don't do it. So we need to look at a few matchups. And this is an interesting week. We've got two that look really one-sided. So we are going to talk a little bit about what these players need to do to compete, what these managers should be moving. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes it's prey really hard. <laughs> and then we have three games that I think are kind of games on the bubble. And so we're going to look at each team. How does it break in their favor? What do they need to go right? And so we're going to take a look and talk about these upcoming games. We'll start with the really one-sided games. The first one is Dackett 1 versus Aaron Rodgers owns you, heavily favoring Dackett 1. Yeah, we need to make some adjustments on Cam's roster here, it looks like. So, yeah. uh, I think there have been a couple of big hits. He needs Adams back, or he needs a huge week from Stephon Diggs to really anchor that wide receiver slot and gain some points on Bryson. I believe because it's a Thursday night game, I don't think Adams is going to make it back. Well, and I would originally was thinking picking up another wide receiver from... (laughs) Like Lazard. Like Alan Lazard would be a good move. Uh, So you'd still have that stack. And then Alan Lazard also went on COVID IR. Yep. So you're looking at, do you want to trust Randall Cobb is, or Equinemius St. Brown? Hey, I don't know. He's got, well, he's got Stefan Diggs and he's got Jarvis Landry on the bench right now too. And yeah, I'm I, not sure he needs to, um, yeah. but you're going to need big weeks from them. You're going to need that to break your way. Watson signing news would be huge mm-hmm. for Aaron Rodgers owns you. Not because he can play him, but because perhaps he could trade him for running back help. If there is a quarterback-hungry team that has a running back, trading Watson for a running back is one way that Cam gets in this game again. Oh. Yeah, and, he, you know, he could seek out one of those teams that has a lot of running backs, like a full stable of magnificent stallions, each one more magnificent than the last. He's going to need a good one. Yeah. Uh, cover your ears for this part, Rob. All right, I'm if the Minnesota defense is able to clamp down and limit the Dallas Cowboys. Won't happen, but go I on. Do, I told you to cover your ears. Oh, sorry. The sorry. honor system, because there's no video. Yeah, I'm not listening. Uh, then Dak at one is going to be really hampered. <laughs> That's and true think, every week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great offense. They're running on all cylinders, but there's Zeke, there's Dak, there's CeeDee Lamb, and I believe, does he have... Um, he doesn't have Zeke, he has uh, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, okay, but if we can limit those options that he can do, then I think that that's going to be something that 
Aaron Rodgers really needs. He's going to need these things to break his way in order mm-hmm. to be back at one. It could happen. They won't, though, because it's the Dallas Cowboys. I, I really don't think they will, because it's the Minnesota defense, Rob. They're not that good. That's going to be such a good shootout. Man, whoever has Thielen and Dalvin Cook, they're going to do They're gonna do pretty okay this week, I think. I'm, I'm just so sad, because I think that Aaron Rodgers and... And I've got to make lineups, because I have that same Aaron Rodgers, uh, Devonta Adams stack in other leagues. That's going to be such a good game Thursday night. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And so he won't get all those points that he could have had, which is uh, upsetting. Might be an Aaron Jones game, but can he keep up with the Cardinals alone? I don't think so. You. Um, the second one-sided game is Maniac Maniac on down four versus Hot Chub Time Machine. Now... I don't want to besmirch Klein too much, but there needs to be some respect for the Hot Chub Time Machine name. Yes. And so if he was to sit some players just out of respect for the fact that this team is named not just Hot Chub, but Hot Chub Time Machine, that would help him. That's my I, under- I understand the argument you're making, but, and I hate to say this, I say it begrudgingly, Maniac, Maniac on down four is also a pretty good name. I, I sing it. I sing it in my head every time I see it too. And it's Darius Leonard. So, yeah. So don't don't tell Klein I said that, but you know it's not I a bad team name. I, I believe he will hear it from someone. No, don't. Are we recording? Don't. Yeah. Oh, this no. whole time, the whole thirty minutes we've been. This, I thought we were just talking. Okay. All right. Well, did you not yeah. know this was a podcast? What? You think I just started that way for fun? We have a podcast? I, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue with your dissecting of the uh, maniac <laughs> hot, hot chub time machine. I like breakdown. that in our notes as maniac versus hot chub. <laughs> uh, he really needs Nick Chubb back. And it would be very helpful if Nick Chubb was not facing the Steelers' defense as well. Mm-hmm. He really needs Antonio Brown back. And to play Antonio Brown and hoping that a lot of Brady's throws, yardage, and touchdowns goes through Brown. Because if Brady is channeled through Brown, that diminishes Maniac's uh, quarterback advantage that he has because a lot of those points are going to Antonio Brown and scoring points for Hot Chub Time Machine. But are you talking about Antonio Brown or Amon, Amon Rob St. Brown? Uh, Antonio Brown. Let me see. Okay. Uh, I don't think Amon Ra St. Brown coming back is going to make a huge difference. And yeah. uh, get that lineup set because he has uh, some great options coming off of bye last week. I was doing a little bit of the math in my head. I don't think they get him all the way there, but those are some ways that he gets some ground on Maniac. And once you're, once you're in that like 10, 5% difference range, a lot can happen to break your way. Mm-hmm. And we have three games that are on the bubbles. We have the absolute zeros versus the no nickname squad. And I think the zeros will win. If we get that roster set, <laughs> the right roster. I think yours is kind of dependent on if the how the Chargers do. Yes, 
Uh, heavily, yes. Uh, that's always the big question. Coming off a bye, after just a terrible loss, I think... I don't know if you if we, there's an angry Justin Herbert yet, but you're going to get like, <laughs> like peeved Justin Herbert. Yeah. Or like really ticked off Justin Herbert. Like he he smoked his smoked his steak a little too long, Justin Herbert. He's a little little miffed about yeah, it. Yeah, you're miffed Herbert. Oh man, Herbert is uh, <laughs> going to lead them to victory. Uh, the no nickname squad wins if touchdowns go to Godwin. If he's not just getting yards, but if he's getting touchdowns and he's able to be the receiver, the Tampa Bay receiver of the week, they spin a wheel every week. Yep. I I benefited from that. So did Godwin, though. Godwin did good last week. And basically, when Antonio Brown's out, those two get to eat Mike Evans exactly. and Godwin. And so if Brown goes back in, uh, that would be not great for the no-nickname squad. Yep. Uh, we have Make America Great Again versus Major Competence. Now, Make America has just... We talked earlier about all the injuries they've had. And I think they've brought Geno Smith in, um, much as the real-life Seattle Seahawks, to replace Russell Wilson. And um, there's been a decline in quality when that happens. Mm-hmm. And... But if Geno Smith can get hot, this really goes in Comerica's favor. Or if he can just get some help from uh, from his receivers. It did not look great. We're filming this Monday night or Tuesday night. It did not look great for them on Monday night. No, I oh, didn't I'm get to watch. But sure. I, I, yeah, I did have to start Lockett in one league and that was tough. Yeah, it's not fun. I, I needed three points from DK Metcalf to win, and he scored a long touchdown, so I, I covered that easily, but really didn't feel great about it. was like, come on, Geno Smith, which is not a sentence you want to say. I think with the Geno Smith thing and Lockett, I think you're hoping for like one big score, you know, like Lockett breaks free and makes one of those 50-yarders, but I don't know. Well, it's against the Saints, and they unfortunately have a a pretty good defense. Yeah. No, no, no. This is not against the Saints. Sorry. The next one's against the Saints. Um, who is... The, I don't remember who they're playing, but I remember thinking it was a, a matchup where that could potentially happen. Here is some free advice for Andrew. He's got, I think, two players on IR, at least. He's, he's got three IR spots available right now, so if he wants to, he can, he can stash those guys. He's got Kittle and McCaffrey. Uh, you can stash those two and go get two, two, two more free players if he wants. And that's something that would definitely help do things. So here's what Comerica actually has going for them. Um, it is not the Seahawks. It is, it is, the Seahawks are playing the Jaguars this week. That is a beatable defense. Mm-hmm. So he may need a little help, but if, if Geno Smith is able to get hot, then I think he wins. And I think major competence wins if you put Antoine Winfield in and hope Jameis Winston does Jameis Winston things <laughs> in the direction of Antoine Winfield. Yep. I don't know how to put it better. You, you got to put him in and hope for interceptions. And then our last on the bubble matchup is Josh and around versus team Puppin' Suds. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. 
the yes. trade game. <laughs> yes. Uh, will I be? I I am scared because he's currently starting Miles Gaskin against me. I think that's going to be that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, Miles Gaskin is there. He's mm-hmm. technically present. Uh, I think this this is an interesting one for me as I was looking at it, and I think he's got to take a firm stance on Big Ben. And what do you think is going to happen there? Because he's playing mm-hmm. both Big Ben and Miles Garrett. Now, if you say Big Ben is not going to have a great week, he's going to he's immobile. Pittsburgh cannot protect him. Um. Sit Big Ben and trust Garrett to help you out. Trust Garrett to get you there. Start another quarterback. Now, if you think Garrett's not going to be as big and Big Ben is going to feast against this Cleveland defense, um, then I think you still got to start Garrett and just hope he gets a couple of sacks, but Big Ben can uh, overcome that. I disagree. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to go off this week. Uh, and that was, he was a tough one to trade away. Uh, so I, I am looking forward to seeing Big Ben and, and Miles Garrett both, both have a good day. But Miles Garrett will be tack, tackling, uh, Najee Harris. So they'll have to, they'll have to go to the, the pass. Yeah. I, it's going to be an interesting game to watch because Cleveland could still be without, um, you could, they could still be without Baker Mayfield. They could still be without Nick Chubb and without, uh, Kareem Hunt. So this could be a game that Pittsburgh can steal off the Browns just because they're missing some key offensive weapons against a good defense. This has the potential to be a very run-heavy game between the two. I think it could be a very run-heavy defensive slugfest. I think that's what we're going to see. It'll be fun to watch. Which means those those Big Ben points probably aren't going to be there. No, no, no. They're always there. He's very good. Uh, Team Pup and Suds wins if they can soul skate on by. I, <laughs> I, this is one where I think that the projected points paint a closer picture potentially than what the actual talent disparity between these two rosters are. And I believe you have some players on by this week that may be influencing why that's happening too. Am I wrong? Me, I, uh, Josh Jacobs. He, he, uh, you know, he got. I think he's my only one. Okay. So. so uh, a bad week to come up against Pup and Suds with a pretty injured roster on Josh and around. I've got to ask myself, Stephen, do I do I roll with Jalen Hurts? The problem is, like, I watched I watched Jalen Hurts play, and now I'm so. Or do I do I roll with Cousins in the uh, in the Dallas shootout? I don't, you know. I've just gotta I've got to make that decision. I've also got Taylor Heineke. Do I start Taylor Heineke because he's the future of the NFL? I um, think in your heart, you know the answer to that last one. What? Uh, uh, you think I should start Taylor Heineke? Oh, absolutely. All right, well. I'm going to add that into consideration. What, what Josh and around needs to win. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm excited about this, this one, Alex. This is going to be fun. I think it is going to be uh, a fun game to watch. And it, we do have three really close games this week. So even if your team's not doing well, you know, this is one where you can pick someone to root for and follow their team and follow that game, which is uh, kind of fun to do. Fun yeah. to peek around at the league and see what else is going on. Especially now as um, maybe some playoff seating is starting to, to look good or to uh, shape up. 
because honestly, we've got an 8-6 team, a 6-8 team, and two 7-7 teams. So any mm-hmm. one of those four could, you know, find their way into the playoffs. And then, um, you know, we got a 4-10, a 2-12, and a 3-11 team. Uh, Amber is the color of Josh and Around's energy. <laughs> and, you know, we're kind of, we're in that competition for the first draft pick right now. That's your um, second 311 reference in like two weeks. Have you been, have you been on like a 311 binge? Uh, no, it's actually the same reference. I just said it twice. Oh, uh, that's right. I went for the down one. All right. Yep. All right. Anything else from you tonight, Rob? No, I'm excited. It's week eight, Stephen. Fantasy yeah. football. Yeah, uh, you know, it's also worth noting we do have a trade deadline in this league. Oh. Uh, just because we... Um, so be sure to check out when that is. <laughs> I should <laughs> check that out myself, shouldn't I? Yeah, so wait, you're telling me that there's only a limited amount of time somebody could get Taylor Heineke or Michael it, Carter? It's a scary thing for all of us. Man. All right, well, I'll, I'll take that into consideration. Yeah, I will have to look... Uh, um, trade deadline. Oh man, this is um super exciting audio. We'll we'll find it later, and I'll post it in the chat as an announcement. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I should have been doing like some jazz hands or something like that. Well, but they can't they can't see the jazz see hands. The jazz hands on the podcast drop. That's one of the, the after my medium. Wait, okay, well, just remember that when we start recording. Uh, are, we, are we recording yet? Oh, yeah, we're, we're recording. <sighs> All right, we'll, we'll figure something out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where that was going, but it sure didn't get there. <laughs> That's the podcast for tonight. You know, no one bit on our What Are You Streaming discussion last week, and it makes me a little sad. It's possible no one listened to it. Uh, which also makes me a little sad. Oh. But what are you going to do? Well, tell them right now. Listen to the podcast. You know? Yeah, that's right. Listen to it. You it's people here. listening to it. It's here. It's here for you. It's here for fun. <laughs> All right. I think that's where we'll stop. <laughs> Good. Get out of here, Craig. The tradition of me struggling to get Craig out. Get. We don't want you. What's Craig doing here? Are we recording? Not for long.